If you wanna help people get assimilated into the life of your church, one of the best tools you have at your disposal is email marketing. And now I know email marketing isn't the sexiest way to do marketing, but it remains one of the best opportunities that we have. Let's unpack it. You're listening to the Reach Right Podcast, the show dedicated to helping your church reach more people and grow. Well, hey guys, I'm Thomas. And I'm Ian. And today we are talking about church email marketing. And uh, it is one of those topics that we talk about uh, quite often here on the Reach Right podcast and yeah. in our other videos. Uh, and we hear from people that it's something that really is helpful. But I, I've noticed that something like when we make this kind of content on our channels, that it's not the most viewed or the most clicked on things, but I think it is one of yeah. the most important things that we talk about. I, it's, I get it. Like email marketing is not yeah. sexy. It's not something that it feels boring. just very, yeah. it sounds old. It sounds like something that we used to do 20 years ago. Yeah. But man, I, I keep seeing this, that this is the... For us, I know for us as a company, as uh, yeah. when we work with our clients, like this is one of the most important methods uh, of assimilating people into your church, yep. connecting people with your church. And so yeah. it's something that um, before you click off and say, oh, it's, it's a marketing episode yeah. for email, like actually hear this out. I think this is yeah. something that really will uh, will make, it'll really move the needle for most churches That's when it right. comes to... Uh, reaching new people and getting them assimilated into your church. So agreed, yeah. Ian? Agreed. And so don't tune out. And there's only five, so we're not giving you an exhaustive list. So <laughs> yeah, we have a, it's a relatively simple list today here. Yeah. So, um, so why? Let's start with, I guess, a little bit about the why. Uh, why yeah. email marketing matters. I think um, the fact is, and I think people overlook this. While it's not social media and it's not you know flashy web design, people still look at their emails. Yeah. Uh, they still take a look at that. Um, I think most people look at it daily. I know I do because yeah. it is still the primary way that the most important messages will come to us. Uh, uh -huh. So when people, you know, when, when someone needs to get a hold of us or needs to get a confirmation, uh, yeah. it always comes to us in written form via email. So it's something that people are still looking at all the time. And if we can master it, we can actually get into people's inboxes and actually start to, you know, really make an impact on there because they'll be yep. seeing our content. And uh, it really is important for that very reason. Yeah. And I like that you said master it because it does take some healthy strategy um, you know, with the nature of email and how it's viewed now and um, how long it's been around, if right. you don't have a good strategy for it, it could be very ineffective. Um, so uh, mastering it was a good term to use. And that's what yeah. we'll be talking about, at least five ways to kind of help master it. Yeah. Yeah. Before we hop into the five too, like, so I think yeah. that we, it probably is good that we talk about where, how do churches build an email list? And I think that's one of the most important things that a lot of churches just kind of, if you're just getting started in this, you tend to neglect. I imagine for most of your church members, you have some kind of way that you've gotten their emails from them yeah. over the years and you will send emails to church members. But you know, yeah. it's important that when someone comes for the first time, those visitor cards, whether they're digital right. or they're things that they're doing on via text or QR uh, it's something code, that you're whatever. actually filling out a code, whatever it would be, yeah. or filling out a card, um, you need to be harvesting that information. Um, yeah. Our advice for churches is you always get as little information as you can get away with because the more you ask for, the fewer responses you'll get. Correct. Uh, so if you're asking people for, um, 
you know, name and email, or maybe name, email, and phone number, you'll probably get more responses uh, on your cards than if you ask for name and email and phone number and address yeah. and date of birth of their kids and all that kind of information, which would all be nice to have. You can send sure. cards to kids on birthdays, and it's well-intentioned, yeah. but... I think people are not going to take the time to do that just because they're maybe not quite comfortable with you enough yet to do it, yep. or they just don't want to spend the time to write down everybody's birthdays and right. that kind of information there. So, And often you get that info when someone checks their kid into children's church for the first right. time too. So yeah, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a great place to do those kinds of things there. So, yeah. so all that being said, it's so important that you get this. It's so important that you take that information and then you do something with it and you need to use some kind of a... Uh, a broadcast email system. Yeah. Uh, do not blind carbon copy everybody in your church into one email yeah. <laughs> and, and just send it out to the whole church. Now especially that is a dated do practice. A, especially <laughs> yes. don't do a regular carbon copy where everybody sees everybody's email addresses. That's a big no-no. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to hurt your deliverability rates. And it's just not an effective way yeah. uh, to send out emails. But what we're going to be focusing on, focusing on in this conversation uh, is specifically with like new visitors and how we kind of handle those emails and how you, um, in in the business world, this sounds kind of weird in a church world, but in the business world, we call this the indoctrination sequence. Yeah. Uh, so it's where you send a series of emails to people uh, and you kind of indoctrinate them or introduce them, I guess, into who you are as a company uh, and what you, the benefits that you bring and why people should sign up with you. And it just, it's designed to help warm people up towards you. And yeah. really, this is doing the same thing. We're trying to help new visitors become more warm towards us. They yeah. are more introduced to what we do as a church, what's important to us, what they're, what's happening at our church, what are their next steps, some of those kinds of things. So yeah. that's what we're going to be focusing on. So we have five tips uh, that we want to get into, five different things that we have picked up that we think really are important things to keep in mind as you're building out this initial welcoming sequence at your church yeah. and ongoing. So uh, the first thing is understanding your audience. And mm. with that, I should say it's segmenting your audience and making That's sure true. that you're sending the right kinds of emails to the right people. Right. So one of the biggest mistakes people make with email marketing is, saying, is sending the same email to everybody that signs up. Right. right? So um, if you have new people at your church, let's say like you're collecting email addresses from uh, your people that come to college group for the first time. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're asking for, I don't know if youth ministries do this or not, but they're, some do. They're asking for email addresses for students. Um, usually it's more connecting on Instagram and those things, obviously. Right. But maybe they do those. And you have senior citizens and you have parents and you have all these different kinds of people coming to your church. Yep. It would be a mistake uh, if you just lump them all into one thing, yeah. because the messages you want to send to first-time visitors to your youth ministry uh, are different from the messages right. that you want to send to people that came once to a uh, to a seniors group or to right. young families that are there. Right. And it's so important that you actually have some of that kind of information. That's the most obvious. Like uh, that's the most obvious way to segment your list is by life stage or age group, I guess, within your church. But yeah. then you probably will have segments for like, as you go on, segments for people that are uh, first time visitors. You'll have obviously a segment for people that are longtime members of your church. You'll have segments for people yep. that are regular givers and those that are not. You'll yeah. want to probably send different kinds of messages to different people. And that's the whole point behind it is it helps you yeah. to tailor your message 
to specifically like to different kinds of people because we know that different people will respond differently to different messages. So yeah. when you're starting out with this, I'd probably recommend, you know, at least get one. You're going to need one primary welcoming sequence for the yeah. average first-time visitor. So maybe, you know, make kind of an avatar of who is that average person. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, you know, a, a family that has kids or whatever it would be. You make that avatar and you probably do a sequence right towards them. And as you've kind of use that a few times, you'll start to see some patterns that, oh, you know, we're having a lot of people in this different life place. What if we tweaked our sequence a little bit and invited them to different calls to action and different steps along yeah. the way and have different messaging for them? That's the way you would, you would typically do something like this. No, that's all good stuff, Thomas. Yeah, segmenting was the name uh, of the game there with all of that as far as your audience. And I just had some funny pictures come to mind mentally when you were saying all of that because uh, I've seen a lot of uh, just for the work we do in evaluating websites and what other churches are doing online. I've seen these big, busy, dated-looking e uh, email newsletters that have like, you know, for the, the women's knitting, the senior women's knitting, uh, you know, uh, circle. Uh, yeah. and then there's a graphic with the yarn and all of that. And then underneath there is like the youth event. They just don't go together. Right. So yeah. and I, I could picture, like you said, if it's someone in uh, college age in the college ministry, uh, they're obviously are not going to be, um, they're not going to be really interested in what you have for little going on for little kids or seniors. So yeah, yeah. it's a, uh, it, it, that's a good point. And I just had yeah. funny pictures. Well, if you have a big busy hodgepodge newsletter that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. We're all for some of these niche type things. And there's great, I mean, if you have great ministries that are going to appeal to a certain demographic, use yeah. them, but just, you have to tailor it so that not everybody, I mean, the fact is that most people aren't interested in your knitting circle at your yeah. church. And it's not a big driver of new first time visitors for most churches. I'm going right. to maybe get yeah. a comment out there like, well, our <laughs> knitting ministry is how most people come here. <laughs> so been, we've had five salvations in one week from it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah. yeah. That, that's awesome. We're for yeah. those kinds yeah, of yeah, things. That's right. But the fact is most churches aren't going to have that kind of result there. And so you want to, this is where segmenting and really understanding yeah. your audience comes into play. That's good. Next one is one of the things we always love to talk about. That is use CTAs, stands for calls to action, and have good follow-up responses in uh, your newsletters. We think that in any, uh, not just marketing, in anything you're doing, it's, it's like an altar call, right? You're asking someone to take a next step at the end of hearing a great message. Same thing yeah. in your emails, you know, you won't hear from people, and we've seen these studies and statistics for years now, that the the more you ask someone to make some sort of a response with your marketing, on your website, social media, the more likely you will get a response. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and this one thing we've seen really just drives great results and responses. Uh, so if you're putting together, uh, you know, good email newsletter and marketing, uh, you know, campaign system, you want to ask people to, to make some sort of uh, next step. If it's an event you're promoting, ask them to register for that event mm -hmm. right there. Have a form where they can do that. Um, ask for prayer. If it is some sort of a, a consent form or something that you need for a youth event or something like that, or a kid's thing, ask for it. Um, ask for that and you'll get more of a response for sure. So... Yeah. Uh, so here's the hard and fast rule that we live by is that if you don't have something to ask someone to do in this email, yeah. the email is not worth sending. 
There you go. Uh, so you and I, I, maybe you'll think, oh, well, what about like if I just have kind of a word from the Lord? Um, yeah, like, sure. Ask something still. Like ask yeah. people to did respond this in some way. you? Was it? Yeah. Did it hit yeah. home? Yeah. And so um, that's kind of the cardinal rule. Um, so every single email you send, it needs to have um, another rule, I guess it goes with it, is it needs to have one call to action. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is a mistake I see so many churches making is that you have... You kind of have this weekly email that you send out, and in it you want to pack in, you know, all of the different announcements you talked about on Sunday, and give a call to action for each one. Yeah. And there's a place for that kind of an email, yeah. but I can assure you that you'll get better results if you focus on one thing, yep. um, and it just hits that one call to action really hard. Um, the emails that you look at, if you look at all the marketing emails you receive in your inbox, take a look yeah. at them. You'll see that most of the good ones that you are actually driven to respond to, they're to do one thing. It's, you know, that's the Southwest yeah. Airlines, you know, promotion ends today, you know, check flight yeah. prices, or it says one specific thing on there. So for you, it needs to be one specific call to action. Now, a couple of things to think about with what those calls to action can be. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned a few of them. I want to one that we're testing a lot right now, and I want to encourage churches to try, um, invite people to actually reply to the email that you send them as a yeah. call to action. I know it seems so foreign because usually we've yeah. been trained to like, you know, make buttons and, you know, yeah. make them go to forms and fill things out and go right. to the site and do that stuff. But um, one of the signals that we're seeing that the biggest email providers use, specifically like what Gmail uses, uh -huh. uh, is they are going to judge whether or not your email is spammy based on how many people open it and how long they're staying on the emails, obviously. But one of the big metrics is how often do people respond to your emails or send yeah. replies to it? Um, because people that you reply to are generally emails that you want to read in the future. So yeah. if I can get someone who's just come for the first time uh, to reply to me, whether yeah. it's like, hey, you know, can you uh, give me a little bit of feedback or hey, uh, how did, you know, what are some things I can pray for you about? Like asking yeah. specific questions that demand a response in email. That's a really solid signal to Gmail that your emails are always worthy of delivering at yeah. least to this inbox and probably to other inboxes as well. And then on top of that, it's a great way to start conversations and pray for yeah. people. Uh, so there you go. there's a yeah. technical side to it and the actual a ministry um, side to it as well. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. No, that's a good one to, to bring up, Thomas, because I know a lot of people probably don't think about that because a lot of emails do say, no reply when they're sent out too, right? These days, so uh, yeah, don't so, do that. Yeah, yeah don't. Yeah, the, yeah, so. like monitor your replies and actually, I mean, churches were very rarely are churches big enough that you can't handle the number of replies that you would get to these kinds yeah. of things. And if you, even if you are that big, if you're you know thousands of people at your church and you're sending out new visitor emails, you know, five hundred a weekend or something, like that's great. Find yeah. people to respond to those. Like, That's like it. engage with people that way. So, yeah, absolutely. Don't leave your inbox uh, unresponded to. So, uh, next go. one, let me get that. It's uh, create compelling content. This should be obvious, mm. yeah. but I want to take a step into it and talk about what we mean by this. And I think the the trap that so many churches get into with their email marketing is we talk about just the what and not yeah. the why, not the story That's behind good. it. So That's good. our emails, if it's all about, hey, we have this event here, here's the particulars, here's when and where and and what all those all that information, great, have that on there, but you have to start with story. Um, so yeah. always, every time, start with the story of why you're doing these kinds of things and create something compelling. We've yeah. done a lot of testing on email marketing here at oh, ReachRight. Yeah. 
Uh, and we've actually landed, and if you're on our email subscriber list, you know this already, yeah. that we, we've landed that we get the best results when we drop almost all of the design aesthetic from our emails and all the flashy buttons and moving parts and colorful yeah. things and all that work that we spend so much time working on and yeah. just get down to really good content that is relatively short. So yeah. in general, our emails here at Retrite, we shoot for between around 80 words is how much we want to send in them with a yeah. really clear call to action that actually piques someone's interest and drives them to uh, drives their curiosity to take another step, whether it be yeah. watching one of our new videos or responding to some kind of request. And I think churches should do the same thing. Yeah. You should be, I, I think there's a place you could certainly spend a lot of times on graphics and people will in, engage with pictures yeah. and those things on your emails, but do not neglect just the importance of good copywriting, right. good content, and actually using some kind of a hook, like grab people's attention. Yeah. Maybe it's a stat, maybe it's something that you're hearing, maybe it's a testimony, but I like get, that. The, get that hook in there. And I think that's what will make people read it and make them not ignore future emails. And it'll just really up your overall um, engagement rate on these kinds of things. Yeah, you made me think of a couple of things there that we've seen too, just even on church websites. Like when we build an online giving page, uh, when we do a church website for for a, a client of ours, we don't just say, we say don't just have the link to give, have why they should give. What does it right. mean for your church? Have storytelling behind it. Same thing in your email marketing. You know, if it's a youth event, tell some story behind how their youth is going to be impacted. Maybe like you said, it's a stat for, um, you know, how youth are at risk from obviously distancing from God in the next coming years. So stuff yeah. like that really creates engagement. So that's good, Thomas. The next one is, next one's kind of a no brainer, but I guess it's worth mentioning is optimize everything for mobile. Um, I guess that that is just something that's important. Make sure that whatever newsletter system or email system you're using, and most of the main providers have this stuff built in already. But make sure it's optimized for mobile. And I guess another way to put this too is just know that people or most people will be accessing this from their phone. Uh, and yeah. when they're signing up for things, whether or not it's a form, clicking on a button, responding, picture first that it's happening from a phone and make sure that you're you're optimized and set up for that, right? Yeah. I just got an email today from a another uh, website development and um, marketing company out there. I kind of, I was on their subscriber list and uh, they had for a long time done what I had just recommended where they focused mostly on text messages and then they just pivoted as the first email I ever saw from them that was more graphical. And yeah. I got it and it was like, it was like one word per line because it wasn't optimized for low oh, I'm yeah. looking at this thing here because the graphics are squeezing it so tight and it was just uh it was it was a strange format. So this is one of the other advantages of what I just talked about of of yeah. doing just text-based emails is that it's pretty hard to mess that up on mobile. Uh, every mobile yeah. device can handle that pretty well. But um yeah, I think that that's something that is a no-brainer. You absolutely have yeah. to know that um, we all look at our email much more on our phones than we do on our desktop or laptop computers. Uh, so understand that this is where people will be seeing it. Most people, they kind of do their test or their check on their 
uh, on their desktop because that's where they're creating or writing the yep. email. And yep. so take the time to actually do the test when you send it out. Take a look at it on your phone. Even better, you know, even better. But like if you have a tablet there, take a look at it on a tablet. Make yeah. sure it's doing the same thing. And uh, yeah, especially if you're using images in your actual email, uh, that's when you really have to make sure you're getting this right. So that's good. Yeah, good stuff. Can I get the last one? You got it. All right, here it is. It's personalized to try to build more relationship. Mm. Uh, this is something that every modern email provider should be able to handle for you is the personalization. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my recommendation, I think, for most churches is you don't want to be too formal with your pers your personalization. Um, so I wouldn't say, you know, yeah, Mr. Costello, it was great to have you at uh, church this weekend or something like that, isn't it? I'd say... You know, Thomas, it was great to have you at, at church this weekend. It's like using those things, but make sure you do it. Uh, there's a yeah. few places that we have seen and tested for uh, personalization and where it actually moves the needle. Um, personalization in the subject line is really a powerful tool. Yeah. So if uh, your email subject is... Uh, you know, this is a bad subject line, but if yeah, it yeah. is <laughs> great to see you at church this weekend, yeah. um, it will perform almost certainly worse... Uh, at, in that form, and it would perform better if it was uh, Ian. Yeah. It was so great to see you at church this weekend. Yep. You know, if it yeah. had your name in there, yeah. uh, people are just automatically drawn to it. And yeah. every modern email tool should be able to do this for you. Uh, so uh, that assumes you have a clean list. What you need to pull this off is you have to have a list that has name information tied to emails. Uh, I really, I think when it comes to email marketing, and this is something that I, I think for most churches, all you really need is first and last name and email address. You yeah. can get things like phone number and other contact information in there and addresses and those things. But um, really, you're going to primarily use it for personalization in this time right now. So when you sign up for whatever system, whether it's MailChimp or Constant Contact, or you're doing something through your church management software, make sure that those things are linked up. And every chance you get to personalize, uh, you know, do not start your emails with hey or hello yeah. and then hey comma and then nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like actually put, hey, Ian, you know, put that yeah. in there and people yeah. are going to be more likely to respond to these kinds That's of good. things. So yeah, um, yeah. Any, any level of personalization you could add, it's a no-brainer. You want to do that. And it shows that you care. We're supposed to yeah. do that in ministry. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good idea, at least. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Awesome. Anything to add as we close up, Ian? No, no. Hopefully that was helpful. And again, we hope, uh, we know, again, email, that topic can be, you know, a turnoff at first glance, but still vital, like we've said. And we hope some of these things can refresh someone's email strategy that they have at their church, for sure. Yeah, it, it really can be the some of the lifeblood. Uh, I've seen it for... It's, it's kind of the key part of your visitor engine. If you want to see people come back, engaging them outside of church, and email is really one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have had other episodes where we've talked about texting and some of that yeah. stuff, so do check those out. Uh, but email is not dead, uh, and it is something I think that is more important today than it has ever been, and yep. it's something you really need to put some effort into probably if you're not putting your effort into that there. So Absolutely. Uh, thanks, guys, for being a part of the Reach Right family. Uh, if this is something that has been helpful to you, uh, please do hit that subscribe button. Let us know down in the comments. Um, if you have any other email tips that you have picked up over the years for your church that are working, uh, share it with the people that watch this video. Put it down in yeah. the comments. That would mean a lot to us. Uh, I'm going to throw up a link here now. Uh, it's going to be to one of our videos we've done about texting and why it's uh, another thing you can be looking into. So take a look at that, and we'll see you next time.
See ya.